Welcome to What We Do in the Meadow, a podcast where we lovingly roast the Twilight series chapter by chapter. I'm Laura. And I'm Ryan. And uh, today we are talking about the last chapter in the Twilight book, besides the epilogue, chapter 24, An Impasse. An Impasse. Right off the bat, I think we need to establish something, and that something is that Ryan hated this chapter, and I loved it. God, it was awful, though. I loved it. It was great. But, like, objectively, it was awful. I loved it. <laughs> it's like the Meadow chapter all over again. Yeah. The reverse. Yes, it literally is. I hated this. So I, here's ugh. here's my uh, my chapter description for y'all. So, chapter four. Chapter four. Oh, my, my God. God you fucking don't. imagine. <laughs> don't bring us back. <laughs> chapter 24, an impasse. Bella wakes up in the hospital. We find out what happened off screen. Renee continues to be an awful mother. And Bella and Edward finally start arguing about whether or not Bella should eventually become a vampire. That's that's it. It's like setting up plot lines for the for the next book, essentially. Except for the Renee thing, that's just gonna stay as it is forever. No resolution will ever come from that. We'll get more into it later. I have a lot to say about Renee this chapter. I literally didn't even bother to take notes because I knew that you would have had it covered. Half my notes are literally like just roasting Renee. She's so bad. All right. We'll get to it when we get to it. We'll get, to, we'll get there when we get there. Uh, we'll get there when we get there, and we will stay there for a long time. Trust chew, me. Chew, everybody. Chew, fucking chew. All right. So, Bella, she wakes up in a hospital room. Yes. And uh, right off the bat, my I genuinely hated it. Like, literally the second, the second sentence in here. Uh-huh. And that sentence is, Edward's exquisite face was just inches from mine. His chin resting on the edge of my pillow. Pardon? Pardon? Like, was he laying in the bed with her? I don't think so. No, he's just, like, sitting next to her with, like, his long giraffe neck, like, fully extended so that he can, like, near on the pillow. He's doing that thing that, like, a dog does when they're trying to, like, uh, (laughs) hype themselves up to jump up onto the bed and they just kind of, like, rest with their little (laughs) paws and their chin on the bed. Yeah, but it's cute when a dog does it. (laughs) Yeah. It's not so cute when Edward Cullen does it. Imagine you wake up, you've been unconscious for like three days, and you wake up, and that's the first thing you see. His face inches from yours, his chin resting on the pillow, unblinking, unbreathing. <laughs> this chapter was so bad. And you know what? The first thing that comes out of her mouth is something so goddamn classic. She goes, after being completely brutalized and fucked up and like in a hospital for days, unconscious and like a full body cast, like the dude from SpongeBob, she goes, Oh, Edward, I'm so sorry. Yeah. What? She woke up and the first thing she did was be like, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. And and he's not, and he doesn't even go like, Oh my God, please don't apologize. You almost fucking died. He just lets like, her. Good. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, good. Uh, and later in this chapter, he he says something really egregious that kind of calls back to this. But I will bring that up when I get to it in my notes because I don't want to get too, too uh, chaotic with the notes right now. Because I fear if I do, I will never get back to where I belong. <laughs> <laughs> Story of your life. <laughs> so anyway, Bella wakes up from her three-year-long coma she apologizes to edward and um i don't know basically that's what's happening edward's like uh by the way your mom is here so renee is in the hospital somewhere getting food she's probably lost trying to find her way back she will be coming back but 
She's, Will it be today, tomorrow, or next year? <laughs> she's going to be, know. like, trapped down in the morgue somewhere. Yeah. Like, she like, don't opening know. up the, like, the file cabinets where they keep the dead bodies being like, how do I get upstairs? <laughs> have you seen my, have you seen my pink bra? <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for my daughter, Bella. She's 11. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So, Renee's, there's Renee. She's lost. She's lost. Uh, Renee's somewhere in the, uh. And Bella is, like, trying to, like, gather her life together. She's trying to get her shit together. And she's like, oh, my God, my mother is here. What's the fucking story? Yeah, like, I, what like, did you tell her? broke my body. <laughs> and Edward. <laughs> this is so bad. Like, <laughs> this was the best story you could come up with? There was not anything else. I mean, really. Edward goes, well, the story is <laughs> you fell down. Two flights of stairs, which, you know what? I, as a human being, I'd be like, okay, fair enough. If you're going down some stairs, you might as well go down two flights. Sure. Where it gets really wild is when he's like, not only did you fall down two flights of stairs, you also went through a window. (laughs) Like, Bella fucking barrel rolled down not one but two flights of stairs and then kept rolling at such a high velocity that she (laughs) slashed. She slammed through a fucking window. And, uh, hopefully they told Renee that that window was on the first floor because (laughs) otherwise Renee thinks that Bella, like, not only flew through a window but then, like, fell 20 feet to the ground. Like, I just can't believe that they did this. I mean, they could have done anything else. You had a car accident. You went through your window. I was literally thinking, (laughs) like, either that or, like, she got hit by a car. She walked into the (laughs) road. Anything. Anything other than you went down two flights of stairs and then barreled through a window. Uh, like, I yeah. don't even know. I'm, like, dead. And it gets worse, but... It does get worse. That's later. But, oh, um, my God. It's just... They... Can you, uh, Steph, I don't know what Stephanie was thinking. She wasn't. I don't know what the hell she... I mean, was she trying to be funny? No. Because <laughs> we know that she wasn't, but, oh, my God. Uh, who do you know in, in the world who has ever done such a goddamn thing in their life? It's... Frankly, not believable. Not at all. And he he says this. He's like, this is what we told your mom. And then he kind of pauses and he's like, if it was going to happen to anyone, it would happen to you. And I guess that's true. But, like, it's not going to happen to anyone. It wouldn't It wouldn't realistically yeah. happen to anyone. There's no way that, you, that simply by falling down a flight of stairs and then, like, continuing to fall down a second flight of stairs <laughs> that you pick up enough speed that you'd be able to crash through a fucking window. Like, yeah, what, what? Windows, it's not like a trick window. It's a real window. You'd need, like, a lot of force to send your body through it. Yeah, those things don't just break, especially not, like, hotel windows. Yeah, those like, are, like, thick. They're thick, and you know what? They're thick for a fucking reason. It's because the hotel doesn't want people jumping out of them. Yeah. So, uh... Edward? Get a better fucking story next time, Edward. Maybe it's supposed to be, like, the vampires just have no... Because remember the whole thing about, like, oh, Edward reminded me that you guys need to eat more? Yeah. Maybe they just completely, like, forgot, like what, like, a regular human body is capable of. Because I guess for them, they'd be like, yeah, sure, I could fly through a window whenever I fucking wanted to. But, like, Carlisle's a doctor. He couldn't have come up with, like, oh, yeah, one time in 1980, somebody came in, they had four broken ribs and a broken leg and the fractures in the skull, and uh, this is what happened to them. They fucking walked in front of a bus. I mean, Carlisle's a doctor, right? He's a surgeon, And he couldn't have come up with a believable human story? That is so... Please. And you know what else? Yeah. That story is so fucking sus that if somebody 
told me that that had happened to them. Somebody brings in their unconscious girlfriend. Yeah. She's yeah. unconscious. She has a broken leg, four broken ribs, cracks in her fucking skull, and needed several blood transfusions. I'd be like, you... I'd be like, you beat the shit out beat of her. Beat the shit out if of her. If she went through a window, it's because you smashed her head through a window on purpose. Yeah. I agree. That would literally be my first thought. Yeah. I'm shocked that they allowed Edward to not only stay in her room with her alone, mm-hmm. but he's not, like, in custody right now. That's all. Like, that... It, Highly unbelievable, It's Stephanie. seriously suspect. So suspect. The fact that Renee is just like, oh, cool, your boyfriend seems really nice later. Like, I, if I were Renee, but then again, I wouldn't be Renee because Renee is a fucking terrible mother. <laughs> but Renee is just like, oh, that sounds like a believable story to me. Like, there's no fucking way your boyfriend did this to you. Yeah, well, Renee's an idiot. She is an idiot. Renee would have believed anything. You know who should be, like, really upset, though? Charlie Swan, who Charlie we don't Swan. hear anything about. We don't hear a single word about Charlie. You don't He's think- not mentioned once. You're telling me that Charlie Swan got a phone call that said that his beloved only child, Bella Swan, had fallen down two flights of stairs and crashed through a window and, like, had a broken leg, four broken ribs, skull fractures, needed blood transfusions, could have died, and she's been unconscious for, like, over 24 hours now? You're telling me he did not hop on the first fucking flight to Phoenix? Where's Charlie? Where we don't even hear Charlie? anything about him. Like, there's no, like, your dad's on his way. Nothing. Nothing. He's not mentioned once. Not even once. It's like Charlie don't care. Yeah, which is not. Which is not true. We know Charlie cares. Yeah. Where's Charlie? Why is Renee here and Charlie's not? Mm -mm. I mean, I guess she was coming home anyway, but Christ. So here's where things get irritating for me. I liked this chapter overall, but there were things about it that uh, pissed me off. Mm -hmm. But I knew they were coming because we talked about this last chapter Everything basically important that happened last chapter happened off screen. Bella did not see it. We know that it happened, but we did not get to read about it happening. And here's the point in this chapter where Edward tells Bella what she missed. So first he says that while he was sucking her blood out, it was, quote, impossible to stop. But we did not see that happen at all. Edward stopped so fucking easily last chapter. We talked about it. Yeah, we talked about it last time. He he started drinking her blood. Uh, she felt, you know, the pain from the venom go away. Uh-huh. And then she's like, and I looked at him and he had stopped and he had like this triumphant look on his face. And that was it. Yeah. But now he wants to act all, oh, it was impossible. It was, it was impossible. impossible to stop. You taste even better than you smell. I couldn't stop myself. I don't know how like, I did it. Where? Yeah. Where? That never happened. No. Fake news. That never happened. Never happened. Uh, and this is the egregious thing that happens mm-hmm. that he says yeah. also. Uh, he then basically blames Bella for this whole situation and says, and I quote, you almost took yourself away from me forever. Like, he's like, this is what you should be sorry for. You almost took yourself away from me forever. Mm-hmm. Like, this was her fault. It's not. It's fucking egregious. Did Bella make some, like, suspect choices last chapter? Sure she did. And the chapter before that? Sure she did. And the chapter before that? Sure she did. But we can't blame Bella for this. Bella's just a human girl. She's 17 years old. She's not even an adult. We have these fucking vampires... Hundreds of years old, Carlisle, not a fucking brain cell between them. <laughs> Honest to God. And it's so classic, Edward. It's so classic, douchey, just, I don't know if the word is, like, emotionally abusive. It but is. Like, it is. Like, 
It's he toxic. will do anything to make her feel bad in situations where she really shouldn't feel bad at all. No. And then he'll say stuff like, your only job now is to heal and get better. Mm-hmm. But he'll also be like, you should apologize and be sorry for very nearly taking yourself away from me because it's all about me, me, me. Yeah. Like, shut the fuck up, Edward, you piece of shit, chode motherfucker. I cannot believe this asshole got five fucking books about him. I know. My God. It's crazy. And like. What a fucking chode. It's really bad. And um, yeah, it's just so toxic. It's like toxic. It's abusive. It's it's, it's just horrible. It's awful. It's fucking terrible. And then she's like, okay, yeah, you're probably right. I should apologize for that. Anyway, so what happened to James? And here's where we really, I mean, we've got the big letdown last chapter where she basically just was dead through the whole action. But now we don't even get to hear about it from Edward's point of view. We don't even get that. All he says is, well, Emmett and Jasper took care of it. And that's literally all that he yeah, says. We don't even get, like, details. He's just like, that. they took care of it. We like, find out more later from fucking Renee than Edward gives her. Yeah. Rest in peace to this fucking action scene. The big action scene of the goddamn book. Yeah, rest in peace to the fucking villain of this story. Yeah. Killed I off mean, in, like, one throwaway line and then nothing else. How fucking lame. And uh, she, Edward then says, like, or no, Bella's like, well, but I didn't, I didn't even see Emmett and Jasper, like, at all. And Edward's like, well, they had to leave because there was a lot of blood. Mm-hmm. Which just kind of, in my head, made me sound like they, they really took care of the James thing, like, super fast. Yeah. Like, it was basically, like, a non-problem. Right. You know what I mean? Which, Which again. Just, it, it, I feel so cheated. And again, it's it like, why did they even have to do all this, like, go to Phoenix bullshit when they could have just yeah. stayed in force and taken care of it there? They literally didn't even have a hard time to do it. Uh-uh. They did it within, like, two seconds. And you know what else What kind of irked me about this? So, Edward says that Emmett and uh, Jasper had to leave because there was a lot of blood. And they couldn't, like, handle me around it. And then Alice, or Bella says, like, well, but Alice was there in Carlisle. And Edward's like, well, they love you a lot. And I'm like, I don't really think that has anything to do with, like, whether or not they could stay. No. Like, are we supposed to... Is the implication supposed to be that, like, a, a Jasper and Emma just don't care as much about you, so they just were cool about, like, not being there? That's stupid. It doesn't make sense. That's stupid. They both drag their sorry asses all the way to Phoenix just for this bullshit. Yeah, like, don't fucking make it sound like your brother's problem, Edward. Yeah, right? Like, it's, uh, what the fuck is, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? He's just a what toxic, horrible person. Guy? Oh my god. He's toxic. I don't... And you know what? There's nothing in the text to suggest this, but it gives off that vibe of like, oh yeah, you can be friends with my dad. You can be friends with my mom. You can be friends with my sister. Mm-hmm. My brothers don't like you. Don't even look at them. Yeah. Oh, please. You're right. Give me a fucking break, Edward, you insecure piece of shit. Right. There's really nothing in text that makes that seem like Stephanie intended it to ever be a thing. No. But Edward's just such a piss baby that it's like, you know it probably is. Yeah. He doesn't want to ever catch Emmett boning down on his human girlfriend. Like, please. If anyone was gonna. <laughs> Listen, Emmett's here for a good time, not a long time. He's like, here for he's a here good for time and a long time. <laughs> so, Alice, or, oh my god, I keep saying Alice when I mean to say Bella. So, we just want Alice back so bad. <laughs> well, we're so bad, this, I mean. This made me laugh a lot. So, Bella's like, did Alice see the tape? And Edward's like, yeah, she did. It makes a lot of sense. And that's all we get 
as far as like Alice's backstory now. Alice saw the tape off screen. That's it. That's all we get. I would have loved, you know, what would have been so much better than what we were given by Stephanie is if Bella had woken up with Alice there. Yeah. And like Alice could have been like, this is what went down. And then they could have had, like, a heart-to-heart about the tape. Yeah. Don't you think that would have been so much better? That would have been fun. Like, fuck Edward. I don't need to see his chode ass. Yeah, right? And then, this is actually what made me laugh, not the thing about the tape. Bella says something about, like, well, what did you guys, did you guys, like, the hotel is going to be fine. Like, oh, how did you hilarious. even, how did you even get people to believe this story? And Edward says that Alice had a little bit too much fun fabricating evidence. And I was like, that is what I want to see. That is what I expect from Alice. Collins. Alice got in like her belly dancing outfit <laughs> and like ran down to the window and like launched herself through Swan it. Swan dive. I mean, my very <laughs> she first was like, thought. Wee! My very first thought was Alice showed up to ho- to the hotel and, like, threw something through the window. And then I went, no. but wait, it gets better. She did rolls down those stairs. Yes, she did. Through the window multiple times. She probably made Jasper film, like, film it on her flip phone. Like, I want to see it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, she probably put on, like, she built a playlist for the situation. <laughs> she was there for hours. She was there for hours. Like, uh, what, what do we think? What do we think Alice was listening to when she was crashing through that window? Barbie Girl by Aqua. <gasps> oh my God! She made Jasper stand outside the window in view <laughs> from inside and like mouth the words like, "Hey Barbie" or whatever it is. Yeah. Like, you want to go for a ride or whatever? Sure can. <laughs> and then she just launched burst herself. through the window into <laughs> his arms. I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie world. Okay, yeah, that was really fucking funny. Also, I would like to know how they did this without... Anyone noticing? Like, they were at a hotel. Surely there were cameras in the hallways. Surely. On the stairs, right? Yes. That's where they have cameras in hotels. And, like, you would think that, like, say you're a guest at a hotel. Right. And somebody falls down two flights of stairs and crashes through a window. Not only do you hear the commotion, but, like, you'd think that you would see the person, like, outside on the ground... Like, waiting for an ambulance? Yeah. None of that happened. There would be, like, a crowd yeah. around Bella's body. This is um, some bullshit. Okay, imagine this, though. Okay. You're, like, a 45-year-old father of three. You are trudging in your flip-flops and shorts and, like, your baseball hat down to the ice machine with your bucket to get some <laughs> ice. Because your family is on vacation and the kids are screaming and you have a migraine and you're just like, I just, I'm going to go get some ice. I, just, I can't anymore. <laughs> Karen, I can't. And you walk out and you're trudging down the hallway and your flip-flops are going <laughs> as you walk. And this girl <laughs> dashes past you, rolls down the stairs and crashes through a window. Right in front of your eyes. And, and then, then you look down and she's gone. She's gone. But her head like pops back into like the shattered window frame. And she goes, nobody will ever believe you. <laughs> and also, Barbie Girl by, <laughs> by Aqua is playing in the background. <laughs> and you just kind of stand there. You drop your ice. It, it, it spills everywhere. Yeah. And you're just like, God, we should have gone to Hawaii. Why didn't we go to Disney? Yeah, right. How could I let Karen talk me into mountain climbing in, a, in fucking Arizona? Rock fucking climbing. Karen. Your divorce is, fornal, is finalized, like, within the next six months. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Tyler, Chad Jr., and uh, uh, Cynthia. 
are like <laughs> in the hotel room bouncing from bed to bed screaming. Yeah. And that's when you know it's it's all over. It's over. It's over for you. It's over for your marriage. It's over for your family. All because of Alice Cullen. All because of Alice Cullen. <laughs> <laughs> so now it's time for a very special segment that hasn't come on in a while. But oh it is that time. Get ready. Ready? Choo-choo! It's the Renee Swan E-Train! Oh, Pull it into the station. The doors are opening. Everyone, get on board. <laughs> All right. So Renee comes running in. She she found her way out of the morgue. Right. With her croissant. And she ran. She found her way back out of the depths of the hospital. She found her way back to, to Bella's room. Uh, Edward immediately just kind of like flops himself on onto the chair in a corner and pretends to be asleep. That little fucker. Um, <laughs> Piece of shit. Renee seems rightfully a little bit irritated that Edward like will not fucking leave for love or money. Right. I mean, think about it from Renee's perspective. This is like your daughter's boyfriend of like a week and he won't leave. He won't leave. If anything, that would make me even more suspicious. Mm-hmm. Like, he's afraid that Bella's going to wake up and tell everyone the truth about what happened to her. Right, like, Renee cannot get her alone. She mutters, she's like, he never leaves, does he? And I'm like, well, tell him to. You're, you're Bella's mom. Just tell yeah, him to tell leave. tell him to get the fuck out. Tell him to leave. Be like, be like, Bella needs to be with her family right now. Goodbye. See ya. See ya. What's Edward going to do? But we're in love. We're I don't love. fucking care. Uh, uh, I'm her, I'm her everything. <laughs> You have Whatever. to look out for her. Edward would literally just go to the to the outside of the hospital and like cling outside the window like a spider. Renee's like, you guys went on one date. Goodbye. Goodbye. Anyway, so Renee immediately makes everything all about Renee. The like first without hesitation. Without hesitation. Like the first thing out of her mouth is Bella, I was so upset. Classic. And it doesn't get better from there. Mm-hmm. She tells Bella that uh Phil has conveniently been signed to the to the Florida Suns or whatever the fuck that that team name is. The Suns. The I Suns. had to chuckle. I had to give a chuckle yeah. at that one. Uh, right before they were going to move back, so like, oh, I guess Bella conveniently has to stay in Forks now. But Renee is all prepped for Bella to actually move to to Florida with them, uh, and she is prepared, Renee, to make the huge personal sacrifice. <laughs> Of only going to half of Phil's away games. Yeah, she was like, I'll spend half the time with you and half the time with Phil. And Bella's like, no, thank you. That sounds like hell. That's awful. That sounds like my own personal hell. I would Renee. rather go back to Forks. And, and Renee's, Renee's like. Renee shook. Renee's like, but you hate Forks. And Bella's like, well, not as much as I hate the idea of living alone in Florida. Yeah. And you know what? And and Renee just, she, she literally like can't. Get her head around her. She's like, but, like, why? Yeah. Is it because of this boy? Yeah. Renee tries to, like, be momish, And she's like, well, you're a little young to be so serious about this guy, aren't you? And Bella's like, I recognized her tone because it's the same tone that I always used to use with her when we talked about the adult men that she was dating. And also, Bella's like, and as far as I can remember, this was the first time she's she's tried to sound like my mom. Since I was eight, yeah, ten years ago. Like, what the fuck, Renee? Yeah. Renee, what the fuck? It's really jacked up. Uh, and then, like, as if that's not bad enough. Like, Renee has already shown her ass so many times in this conversation. But she has to do it one more time before she can, like, fuck off. Right. She's like, 
I have been sleeping in the hospital, like in such a proud tone of voice that I'm like, oh, great. Where's your medal of honor, Renee? Like your <laughs> daughter was fucking unconscious in the hospital with skull fractures and you're proud of yourself that you stayed with her. Good for you. She is awful. Let's all give a little golf clap for Renee. Ready? Yay, Renee. You did the bare minimum. <laughs> Where the fuck is Charlie? Where's Charlie? Where's you know, Charlie? Charlie would not have been like, I stayed in the hospital, like, in a proud voice. I, I was here, bro. Like, Charlie would have just been like, yeah, that's what you fucking do when your daughter's unconscious in the hospital with skull fractures. Yeah. Like, yeah, Renee. Jesus get a life, Christ. Renee. Yes. Yeah, so so then are. Renee is like, listen, Bella, I really hate to leave you here alone. No, you don't. Bella's like, no, you don't. But anyway, Edward will be here. It's fine. But Renee is like, I, everything's so crazy in the neighborhood. I'm so scared. Somebody broke into that ballet studio down the street and burnt it to the ground. So we know that, like, Jasper and Emmett decapitated James and lit him on fire and let the whole ballet studio just burn to the ground. Like, hope that place was insured because whoever owns it is probably like, my life's work. My life's work. What the fuck? Why did somebody burn down my my ballet studio? Yeah, like, what? That's so terrible. I mean, I guess, like, realistically, there was... If they had not burnt that shit down, it would have been a big, like... Huh? Yeah, <laughs> like, 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 what the fuck happened here? Yeah. The the mirrors are shattered. There's blood everywhere. There's blood everywhere. everywhere. Yeah, you're right. Some guy's head is in the corner, and its eyes are open, and it's talking to me. <laughs> He's like, oh, a snack. Oh, a snack. And then it starts rolling towards you. The little, like, five-year-olds like, show up for their, like, my first ballet class with their little tutus and everything, and <laughs> James's head is, like, in a corner, like, hey. Hello there. Hey, little girls. <laughs> What's gonna end one little boy? One little boy who's going to grow up to be an artist. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, so yeah, like I get, I get it. I, I get it. I also think that they probably had a lot of fun doing they it. They probably did. I think Emmett probably like Emmett also Jasper had Barbie Girl back. playing on, yes. on like stereo, and he was just like na 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 na, lighting shit on fire. <laughs> Meanwhile, Jasper's like crying. <laughs> Oh, man. So Renee's like, oh, Bella, like, I hate to leave you, but yeah, the ballet studio burned down, and uh, there's crime everywhere, like, Phil's gonna call, and yeah. And, uh, she's basically, and, and to make matters worse, somebody stole a car and parked it down the street. <laughs> <laughs> and Bella's immediately like, I already stole a fucking car. Why did you steal a fucking car? It was only, like, 20 feet from the hotel to, to the ballet studio. You could studio. have Couldn't run, run faster. faster. Why did you take the time to steal a car? Imagine if he had run from the airport to the, to the ballet studio, though. Like, nobody would have, like, known what they were seeing they would have just seen like a, a fast moving disco ball just like dashing down the Dude, streets of phoenix it would be like the new phoenix cryptid like there would be unsolved like mystery like tv shows about it yeah for decades to yo i was about to be like forget chupacabra but i forgot what a chupacabra was and i almost, <laughs> said, I, I almost said forget a capybara <laughs> the cute little animal that, that just lounges oh next to a riverbed <laughs> like but you know what I mean, right? People would be like, could have been aliens. Yeah, uh, they would have been like, could have been a ghost or government fucking chemtrails in the Phoenix, Arizona. The Phoenix 911 dispatchers would have gotten like 50,000 calls about like something bright and shiny just ran by me at like 50,000 miles an hour. I don't know what it was, but I think we've been infiltrated. <laughs> I'm surprised Edward didn't try to take a plane from the airport to the ballet studio. <laughs> He'd be like, well, we'll be there in eight hours. 
Yeah. We're still, we're, we've been delayed. There's a storm. Yeah, so Renee dashes off to get back to her life without Bella in it. Right. <laughs> Bella's alone in the hospital room with Edward again. Goodbye, Renee. And there goes the hate train with her. Renee's driving it away. She's got her little, like, conductor hat on. No, she doesn't. She can't find it. She can't find it. It's like... As it's driving away, you hear it going, Where's the hat? (laughs) I lost the brake! (laughs) The the train just goes flying off a cliff. (laughs) As it's going down down the cliff, you just hear it go, Wait, where's my pink frog? (laughs) I hate her so much. Oh, man. So, uh... Renee leaves, and, and Bella's immediately like, Edward, did you steal a car? And Edward's, like, so proud of himself. He's like, it was a really fast car. <laughs> car go fast. Oh, man, it was fun. <laughs> oh, it was a really good time. So, anyway, uh, um, Edward is like, oh, um, that was, like, a weird conversation that I just had to tune into because I really thought that you would want to go back to Florida. Yeah. You know, like, that's what you wanted or whatever, and... Bella's like, well, that wouldn't work because you would have to stay inside all day. Like, you would never be able to go outside except at nighttime. Right. And which he's is a like, weird assumption to make. He's like, no, bitch. I meant, like, you'd go to Florida without me. And she's like, ugh, ugh. She immediately she, starts, like, like, having a panic attack. Fit. Like, to the point where, like, a nurse comes running in and she's like, are you okay, sweetie pie? You need more painkillers? Yeah, and Bella's like, no, I'm fine. And, like, and let me tell you, uh, this was not the very first moment that Bella was, like, upset. In regards to Edward, though, because, like, let me just tell you that right before uh, Renee came in the room, Bella was like, oh, my God, please don't leave me. And I just want to point out, Bella is so goddamn traumatized by all of Edward's bullshit. Like, remember those chapters and chapters of, like, he'd be there, and then he'd be gone? Yeah. And then he'd be there, and then he'd be gone? Yeah. I think I think that that's manifesting a little bit. Mm-hmm. I know I'm probably supposed to believe that these anxieties that she's having have come from, like, their separation that they had. And their true love for each other? No. No. She's so insecure about whether or not he'll be there because he made her that way because he would be there one day and then gone for six weeks. You're right. You're very, very right. So that's what's happening here. She's very panicked. She's panicked. He didn't even really say that he was leaving. She just immediately, like, knows. Like, he is trying to talk himself into leaving me forever. Yeah, and New Moon is under the chat for, like, the third time in this book. Literally. So, Bella is so, like, frazzled and panicked at this point. She's, like, working herself into a frenzy. Her heart is, like, beating out of control. Uh, Edward basically, like, holds her face in his hands, and it says that his breath starts to, like, soothe her. Like, he just kind of, like, breathes in her face. It soothes Bella like a lavender pillow spray at night. Oh, my God. Here we go again with this weird breath thing. Yeah, I don't... Oh, I don't if somebody grabbed my face and, and started breathe breathing into it, into it, the very last thing I'd be is soothed. I no. tell you what, that'd be the last fucking breath you ever took, I swear to God. Don't breathe on me, you fucking sick nasty. What the fuck is wrong with you in this time of COVID? I have, oh my god. I know it wasn't COVID back then, but shit, it might as well have been. That's gross. It's just nasty. It's I nasty. had um I have like vivid memories of like being in when I was like in high school, before I could drive and I would take the bus in, there would be like a 15 minute time period where like all the kids would just kind of mill around out front of the school before the bell would ring and we could go in. And um and I have vivid memories of, like, on winter days, 
be standing in like a circle of my friends and we would be like in a circle and like Ugh. you could see people's like breath like steaming out of their mouth and I would be like so disturbed by the thought of like breathing in somebody's breath steam. It yes. really grosses me out. It's disgusting. I hate the idea of breathing in somebody else's essence. But anyway, I think that that is so sick fucking nasty. It is. It's really oh, disturbing. It's, it's really weird. And the fact that that's what like soothes her. You know is, what I mean? It's it couldn't have been anything else. Like it couldn't have been like Edward held me, like his Edward held me. Edward held my face in his hands and like I could smell his hair and it like started to soothe me. Like it couldn't be anything he like that. He could have just said something nice. I could have smelled once. his laundry detergent. Yeah. I could have yeah, he could have just like been like like you know, breathe with me, Bella. Like he couldn't have like talked her off it the ledge a little bit. It could have been something normal. It had to no, be. No, it had to be fucking breath weird. Was soothing. Like yeah, I don't think there's gonna be a person ever on God's green fucking earth who breathes on me and their breath soothes me. The the smell of it. What did I don't uh, care who you are. What did I call Bella and Edward way back in the day? Like stone cold weirdos. Yes. Yeah, fucking weirdos and you were right yeah they're apparently perfect for each other oh my god because this is uh disgusting this is what bella's into bella's into breath breath play but it's just breathing on each other yeah like breath breath play but like not the sexy version of it yeah it's just like the the khaki sutra version of it where you just in someone's face yeah sick fucking nasty edward breathes on bella like when you blow in a dog's face to, like, irritate them. Yes! Except instead of irritating Bella, it makes her, like, relax. Ugh. Ugh. Gives me a chill down my fucking spine. We need to have, like, a segment for not only I genuinely hated it, but, like, this genuinely disturbed me to my core. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And not things like James making a, a videotape of him meeting Bella. I mean, like, things that Stephanie thought was cute. And yeah. it disturbed me down my fucking bones. We might have to come up with a, a legitimate name for this yeah, phenomena because I, it's, all, I can it's, tell it's, it's only recurring worse. and it's only going to get worse. Because you know, especially in the next book, and Eclipse, Bella is so horny for Edward and like wants to have sex with him so badly that you know it's going to get really bad with the breath <clears throat> and the smelling God. and the. Yeah. Ugh. The khaki sutra of the it all. The nastiness of so it So we'll, we'll think on that and we'll come up with another segment name for that. Because yeah. this genuinely disturbed me to my core is too long to keep saying. It might just be me going... <laughs> 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 Anyways, um, Edward then starts... He gets in his bag and he's like, You know, Bella, the worst part of this whole thing was not... You know, you being gone or seeing you dying on the floor. Yeah, she doesn't I might lose you. Cry, cry, cry. It was that I thought that I would not be able to stop drinking your blood and that I might kill you myself because, you know, it was so fucking impossible for him to stop. And here we go again. Allegedly. Stephanie telling us this shit that we're supposed to believe with absolutely no goddamn evidence of it. Allegedly. It's, It's literally like... You know, we all have a fr- have have or have had a friend who was just like a chronic fucking liar. Yes, and we they have. tell you shit to your face, and you kind of have to just go along with it because it's not worth it. But you know damn well it didn't happen. Yeah. Oh my god, I know exactly what you're talking you about. You know what I mean? Tangent time. 
But I used to be friends with this girl in high school, and she was off the fucking rocks. Like, she was crazy. Mm -hmm. But one of the ways that she was crazy was that she was a pathological liar. But you're right. Most of her lies were about things that, like, it just wasn't worth it to argue with her about. Even if I witnessed something that she then lied about later. Yeah. Because it was just, like, not worth it to get into into it with her. Because she was crazy. This one time... This is one of my core fucking memories, you guys. We were walking down the hallway, and we passed this guy that was, like, a mutual friend of ours. But we weren't close with him. He was, like, an acquaintance to both of us. Sure. And he said hi to us, and we said hi to him. Neither of us stopped walking. We went our separate ways. My friend and I continued on. We went out of the cafeteria. We got our lunches. We sat down with our group of friends. And she immediately launches into this story about how we ran into this guy. And they had a whole fucking conversation. And I was literally sitting there staring at her, thinking to myself, no, you fucking didn't. I was with you the whole time. You said hi to him and kept walking. Yeah. Like, why did you lie? Anyway, that was my tangent. Anyways, uh, that's what Stephanie's like. She's just telling us stuff. No proof to back it up. Edward's like, oh, yeah, I I literally could have killed you. I don't know how I ever stopped myself. I don't. You were so scrumptious. It was delicious. There was nothing... No evidence. And you know, I could have felt better about it if if Stephanie had just done as much as to be like, Carlisle had to pull me off. Yeah. Or, you know, something. Something that we'd seen. Anything. Something that we'd seen last chapter. Like, what what they did in the movie with, with Carlisle just being like, son, you need to stop. You're killing her. That whole thing. Yeah, and, and just, and I know that, like, it's not a movie, so we, we couldn't watch the exquisite pained expressions on Rob Pat's face. Yeah, but, but you know. But, but that's. The thing is, with a book, you're supposed to be able to, to make people know without being without seeing it. Yeah. And she can't. Oh, thinking she on it. She didn't. Thinking on it now, it would have been so, I think, like, effective to have Bella, like, be kind of, like, going unconscious or whatever and just kind of, like, vaguely hear, like, Carlisle, like, trying to get Edward to stop. Sure. And Bella's, like, too weak to actually, like, move or do anything. So she's just like, my whole life is literally in his hands right now. Like, he could do anything to me. He could kill me. He's killing me. And then she, like, kind of, like, passes out. Instead of that whole, like, just go to sleep now, Bella. I love you thing that actually happened. So like, that would have been a good cliffhanger. Sure. Literally anything. Because then you would have uh, started the next chapter, like, oh, my God, is she a vampire now? Like, what happened? Yeah. But instead, we get some bullshit. Instead, Stephanie just went for the fucking boringest shit ever, which she always does. And, um, I don't know, it's just irritating that now Edward's got this whole complex about how, well, it was just so hard for me to stop, and I'm sure he's never gonna get over it, and we're gonna have to fucking live with this for the next fucking four books well, it's the whole of plot the Twilight of, series. It's the whole plot of New Moon. He's like, I'm a danger to you. And it's literally like, it was, it, it wasn't set up at all. It was, no, it was it wasn't. done so it, poorly. It was told to us, and I don't like that. So, Bella's kind of, she's not annoyed, but she's like, why didn't you just let me turn into a vampire? Like, why did you need to suck my blood out and keep me human? And Edward is kind of confused about why she's asking in the first place. He's like, well, you still have, like, a whole life to live, you know? Like, which is fair. Like, I I get it. Also, as far as he knows, she didn't even know that that was how you became a vampire. Right. Like, he, he figures out during this conversation because he's like, Bella, like, knows more than she should about how this works. Alice. Yeah. So he <laughs> figures that out. And then Bella goes on this weird, like, oh, God. Like, ugh. I mean, should we make a shirt that says Bella Swan is a feminist now? Yeah. I don't know. She goes on this weird, like, tangent where she's like, well, I just sort of think, 
But you know what? Even just in the way that it was written, there's like no conviction behind it. No, she's just like Stephanie bothered. She's like, this is how it should be, but we've never actually gotten any uh, indication that Bella actually believes this before. Right. She doesn't seem to have had a problem with it until this point. Right. And what she's saying is, is that. Oh, like the men and men women. and women should be equal, and she wants to be able to save Edward as much as Edward saves her. And then she drops this really cringy line where she's like, "Well, I don't always want to be is it? Lois, Lane. Lois Lane. I want to be. Superman. I want to be Superman. Like, oh my god, barf. Yeah. And I don't. I I genuinely don't know why. And Edward is equally like barf worthy because he's like, well, "You did save me. You saved me in my soul, or whatever." Like, oh my god, like shut the fuck. You guys, guys are like, fucking... All of a sudden, out of nowhere, Bella's like, I just want to be equals. Like, no, you don't. You just want to be a vampire so you can bone down with your vampire boyfriend. Yeah. Shut up. My God. They're... They're fucking exhausting. They're exhausting. They're exhausting people, and that's why they're, like, made for each other. And then Edward starts bringing up these perfectly fair points where He does. Like, what about your whole life? Your you know, parents. What about your parents, Charlie and Renee? And Bella is like, oh... Don't worry about that. That That's not a problem. That's not a like, problem. she just doesn't care. And, you know, with regard to Renee, I do kind of get it. Because she literally says, and I agree, she's like, well, Renee has literally always made choices that work for her. So I'll just do the same for me. Which is, like, a fair attitude to have when you have a mother who hasn't actually been your mother since you were eight. That's, I think, fair. I think what's kind of fucked up is that she's fully prepared to just, like, lump Charlie in with that, too. And be like, yeah, I'm fine not seeing them again for eternity. That's cool with me. And you know what? It also calls back to this whole thing where Bella's like, I don't care if I have to leave my parents, school, the friends that I have at school. All I care about is you. Yeah, you're it's so toxic. my entire world. It's wrong. It's, it's not, Things are not supposed to be like it's that. It's unhealthy. Things the are whole not supposed thing to be like with that. them is so deeply unhealthy. It's so bad. And Bella does point out to Edward that eventually she will get old and die. And it's like, hi, Eclipse has now entered the chat. Because we have now set up basically the plot of the two following books. One, that Edward thinks that he's a danger to Bella and that if Edward ever tries to leave Bella, she's immediately going to try to kill herself. Mm-hmm. And two, that Bella is already feeling anxious about the fact that she's going to keep aging and she'll eventually get old and she'll die while Edward's going to stay 17 forever. And both of these things, I mean, less so Edward's whole I'm a danger thing, but like both of these things have sprouted from this whole James situation. Yes. Like Bella- James has no idea because he's dead now, but James is like... You're welcome for the sequels. Yeah. Thank you, James. Sorry your action scene and your death were so shit. Yeah. Like, sorry. Sorry. Thanks for the- Sorry that you were thrown away like trash. Literally. Because you set up all these plot points for us. But yeah, she's like, well, I'm going to get old and die eventually. If not today, then, you know, maybe next week. Maybe 10 years from now. Maybe 50 years from now. Who could say? And Edward's just kind of like, yeah, and that's what's supposed to happen. Yeah, and Edward gets like, and then he starts going off on this whole like, I don't know. Like, I, you know, I don't regret or. He says he doesn't regret it, but he's like, my life was ending. Like, there was nothing else for me. I was dying. Right. So when Carlisle turned me, that was my only other option. And then. He starts going off on this whole thing where, like, well, but I shouldn't even exist. Like, this is not a good thing. And he drops this line where he's like, I refuse 
to damn you to an eternity of night. Which I thought was a little dramatic considering they go out in the day literally all the time. Yeah. And nothing bad happens to them if they go out in the sunshine. No. They just have to be away from other people. So what? So what? It's insanity. All I want to do is be secluded on a sunny day. Yeah, I would love that. I would love to like hike up a mountain and lie in a sun-baked meadow. Absolutely. Ugh, that sounds like a dream. God, like he's so fucking dramatic. He is. In this conversation, we also get the reveal that Alice has seen multiple futures. One in which Bella has become a vampire and one in which Bella is dead. So Edward's kind of like, well... I mean, Alice doesn't even know, like, what the future holds, but, you know. She saw you dying and you didn't die, so. So she's probably just wrong. And Bella's like, nah, I trust Alice. I think that she's right. I wouldn't bet on, I wouldn't bet against Alice. Right. So that's Um, the whole, like, weirdness with Alice and Edward throughout this book explained. Edward's been salty because Alice has had multiple visions of the future in which Bella either becomes a vampire or she dies. And apparently that's Alice's fault. You know what? Those are basically the two options at yeah, this point. those are the two fucking that's options. That's literally it. I don't know. Yeah, he's been mad at Alice this whole time. For what? For the obvious. Yeah, like She either classic. dies at some point or becomes a vampire at some point. Like, it's 50-50, motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah, like. I guess there's technically a third option where they just, like, amicably break up and Bella just continues to live a human life without Well, but without she still him. dies. But yeah, she'd still die eventually. I guess Edward at this point has gotten so sick of like having this conversation with Bella that he, against her wishes, yeah. calls for the nurse to to basically drug her to sleep. Yeah, and um, and the nurse does. The nurse comes in, she shoots those painkillers right into to Bella's IV tube, and Bella immediately is like, "I'm going to sleep. I'm going to sleep." But props to Bella; she does manage to get the final word in before she passes well, out. You know what? Let me tell you, before she gets her final word and she's like, make sure you stay with me. And he goes, well, okay, Bella, relax, go to sleep, I'm going to stay with you as long as A, it makes you happy, and B, it's what's best for you. Yeah. And Bella's drugged-ass swan goes, it's not the same thing. (laughs) Like, yikes on several fucking bikes. Yeah. Bad news bears. Bad news bears, brothers. But she does get the last word, though, Laura. She does. She does. She says, what does she say, Ryan? Well, she's passing out, and the very last thing that comes out of her mouth is, hey, Edward, you fucking asshole, by the way, <laughs> I'm betting on Alice. And then she you, passed out. You know that Edward was so mad about that. <laughs> he was like, Bella, wake the fuck up, you bitch, so I can argue with you some more. <laughs> I feel like when they argue, it like, kind of turns them on. You think so? Yeah. I think it kind of turns them both on. Well, they do it enough, it might as well. It's like the whole thing. You know how some people just really love to fight because they love, like, making up? That's so, fair. Uh, the last line is, then the night closed on me. Yep. So that's the chapter. That's the it. End. This is basically the end of the book. We, get, do we, we, we do get an epilogue. What will happen in that epilogue? I have a feeling, based on the movie, it's going to be prom. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be the return of one Jacob Black. Yes. Yes. Which, thank God. And he's going to be buff. Buff as fuck. Bella's gonna be like, oh wait, maybe I do like a human. <laughs> With actual warm blood running through his yeah. veins. And you know what the crazy thing about the werewolves is in Twilight is that they are not only human temperature, they're like high human temperature. Yeah, like they're, they're extra, extra hot. Extra hot. Extra spicy. Extra spicy. So that 
was the last chapter of Twilight. That was it. That's uh, the story. I liked it. I thought the it was book? A, no, this chapter. I thought it was a pretty good uh, way to wrap up what had happened. Well, not a pretty good way to wrap up what happened because as we established, we don't really get to see any of that. We just get it shoved in our faces afterward. That part wasn't so great. But I did feel like they did a pretty good job of setting up future plot lines, future conflicts. Because, again, as we've talked about before, Stephanie not great at writing actual physical conflict with the, between characters. But, uh, you know, we do get the, the emotional conflict set up for us for the next book. <sighs> I think that this chapter was um, about as good as the rest of the book. I think it's what we could have expected from it. Yeah, fair. Okay. So, uh, I mean, we'll be here next week with that that epilogue. The epiglogue. Epiglogue. As, as Ryan it, says. Dude, it's such a problem for me. <laughs> epiglogue. I have that with um, epitome, the word epitome. Every time I read it, I want to say epitome. I do that. Mm-hmm. Epitome. Um, chaos, which is what my brain says for chaos. Oh, really? Wow. Okay. Ch- chaos. I don't know why it's like chai chaos, but... That's what my brain does. Fun story about that, actually. So, like, there's, like, a Sonic the Hedgehog game for for younger kids where you basically, like, raise these little, like, chaos creatures or something like that. And both of my sisters as children used to just refer to them as chows. I don't think they they knew it was chaos. They just called them the chows. That's funny. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, that's all I got. Go follow our fucking Twitter, for Christ's sake. Yeah, please. I beg a crumb of attention. Please, sir, please. At Meadow Podcast. At Meadow Podcast. I'm exhausted. We're leaving. <laughs>